Hey there, it's Heike and welcome back to the Pursue Your Spark podcast and welcome to any new listeners. I have not been able to welcome you officially here back to the show in 2024 as we started off the show with the five pillars of a fulfilled midlife. And we're going to build on that momentum because many of us have kicked off this year with big plans of getting healthier, finally getting in shape. And we have hoped that our fitness and nutrition strategies would finally work like a charm this time. But you know what? Sometimes it's not about starting something new, but re-evaluating what's not working. I have been in the fitness industry for over 35 years. And there's the scoop. Real lasting health isn't about quick fixes. It's about making smart long-term changes to how we live. So if you're one of those people who set ambitious health goals for 2024, I've got a message for you. Before you charge ahead, pause and listen up and listen to this episode. In today's episode, titled Six Ways to Double Down on Your Midlife Wellness, we will tackle the ups and downs of getting fit in midlife. This is a time when we have to figure out what works and what doesn't for our bodies and especially our lives and lifestyles in midlife. So I will be your guide as we dig into the path of making the right choices for your health. First, we talk about the three things you must stop doing immediately. These habits and ideas might be holding you back from reaching your health goals. But you know what? We don't stop there. In the second part of the episode, we'll dive into the six essential strategies that will help you supercharge your midlife wellness. These are the action steps that can not only help you meet your goals, but even surpass them. Whether you're stuck in your current fitness routine or want to boost your health journey, this episode is all about you and your health in midlife. Let's take the journey together and one step at a time and discover the six ways to double down on your midlife wellness while saying goodbye and adios to the three things that no longer serve you in 2024. Ready to get unstuck and recharge your midlife? It's Heike Yates here with the Pursue Your Spark podcast, your spot for a straightforward talk on fitness, nutrition, and a can-do mindset. With over a decade of experience, I specialize in empowering women in midlife to break through limiting beliefs and thrive. We'll dive into everything important for women in midlife, from conquering menopause to fine-tuning your metabolism and letting go of old beliefs that no longer serve you. So are you ready to say, yes, I can? Tune in and discover actionable steps that make midlife feel better than ever. This is the Pursue Your Spark podcast. 
You know, sometimes we start doing health and fitness things that we think are good for us because a friend told us about it. We read about it. We saw a program that looked really enticing and we said, okay, I'm going to go run with this and this is going to work at some point. But there's three things I really want to highlight today that I want you to stop doing if you're doing these things and make a change in your health and fitness so it is sustainable. The number one thing is stop or stopping too soon. Imagine you started out with a program and it is, let's say, six weeks long. And after two weeks, you are bored and you are not really digging it that much as you thought you would. You didn't have enough time and you stopped after two weeks and you really didn't give the program a real chance or the approach may it be a program, or you decided, I want to eat vegetables with every meal. And after two weeks, you decided vegetables are boring and you don't want to do this anymore. So you're not giving a real good chance to the step that you had tackled or wanted to go and, and help with your health and fitness. And I want you to meet Sarah. Of course, that's not her real name because I do not divulge any of my clients' names, but she was super pumped about kicking off her fitness journey, making changes to her diet. And so she went out, she, she let go of the processed foods and brought in all nutrient-rich options. But after a few weeks, Sarah didn't see dramatic changes that she had hoped for. She thought, oh, if I replace processed foods for healthy foods, that will do the trick. I will change everything around. I will not eat any of the things that I really crave. And then the change that she hoped for was weight loss, which many of us are thinking about in the beginning of the year because most of us ate more, drank more, ate more foods that are high in fat or sugar or all of it and indulged a little bit more. And so she didn't see any changes. So in the context of midlife wellness, the lesson here is patience and unwavering commitment. So like my, like I said, if the program is six weeks long or if you took the step to eat the vegetables after two weeks, giving up is not really giving you what I like to call the bang for the buck where you say, yeah, think of it this way. It's just like when you grow a plant and the flower doesn't grow overnight. It needs love. It needs talking to, it needs some water. It needs good sunlight. And then slowly but surely the plant will respond or the flower will respond to it. And that's the same thing with changing your healthy habits or bringing on healthy habits on board. And it's not a quick fix. It's determination and it's sticking the past. So remember, consistency is your best friend on this journey. Sticking to your plan, make the healthy choices and trust the process and follow, like I said, one step at a time, baby step, it's baby steps. So midlife wellness as everything else is not a, is a marathon and not a sprint. And I want to give you a really nice resource that I know you will appreciate. It's called the three tips to start eating whole foods instead of eating clean, which is also oftentimes comes to the table or on social media that you talk about that if I eat clean, 
that will bring in my healthy choices more to the table and I can really make a change with that. So I leave a link in the show note for you to um, get your hands on that. And number two is doing too much all at once. You may think, oh, it's the new year. I'm going to start to eat healthy. I'm developing new habits. I'm going to go to the gym or I'm going to work out five days a week or seven days a week but I will do it all the time and I will work on my mindset and I will start meditating and I will surround myself with positive people. And just telling you all of this makes me exhausted. So I want to talk about one of my clients and we call her Lisa. Before she started working with me, here's what she did. She decided to go all in overnight. So January 1st, let's do this, she had said. So she joined a gym started a new diet plan, and even bought a whole bunch of magazines that had articles and exercises. And it was just like a big old fitness frenzy. But here's the kicker. In just two weeks, Lisa started feeling like she was way over her head, balancing a new diet, those weird exercises she's never done, and a ton of health information became just too much and she didn't know which one was better and what should she do. So she started skipping workouts and snuck back or her habits snuck back to her old habits. Here you have it. Guess what? Lisa experience is something many of us can relate to. And that goes including buying gadgets to get fit. When we try to change everything all at once, it so often backfires. It's like trying to do again. I'm here comes again the sprint, uh, to sprint a marathon in this in this case, and you most likely will run out of steam, all too much, all at once. So here, what's the secret sauce? It's all about baby steps, starting small. Imagine kicking off your fitness journey with a simple daily walk and slowly adding in things like resistance training, or choosing healthier meals. And I mentioned earlier, eating one vegetable per meal is the first step to master those bigger goals. So these bite-sized steps lead to real progress over time and also keep you motivated without feeling overwhelmed. Without feeling overwhelmed. And this is the right way to go. Overwhelm stinks if you ask me. And I know you feel the same way. So number two is doing too much all at once. And number three, I want to debunk some of the myths in our midlife wellness, the truth about fitness and fasting. So here we go. Intermittent fasting as a quick fix. If you're thinking that you're going to reach your weight loss goals by viewing intermittent fasting as a quick fix, you're on the wrong track. It's not the magic potion, but here's the scoop. It's not a quick fix. It's a lifelong change of habits. It's not helpful when you're starving yourself and thinking, okay, I knew it. Intermittent fasting is a starving diet. It is not. You got to understand its approach and approach it mindfully, using it as excuse to cut calories all the way to the bone without considering what your body needs can leave you tired and lacking in essential nutrients. In particular, you feel weak, you have no energy, and 
This is not what intermittent fasting is. Intermittent fasting boosts your energy. It uh, burns body fat through the process of autophagy, where your insulin levels, you control your insulin levels with the way you eat. So it is a long-term strategy and it can be helpful, but it's not a quick fix. And I want to have another awesome resource. And this is my intermittent fasting series in midlife. So intermittent fasting in midlife, special podcast series. So you can learn a lot about intermittent fasting and how to apply it in different scenarios and how it actually works. And I'll leave a link in the show notes for that as well. And then here in the same token are restrictive diets. Now, we're speaking of quick fixes. Those super restrictive diets, and you can name them, are, which are pra practically cutting all food groups, having you eat certain things only for a certain while. They're crazy. And it's not a lifestyle. Because when, when we eat this way, in this crazy way where we omit foods because they're not good for us, and this is how we lose weight, and what do we end up doing? We binge eat because we are craving it. We want more of what we're denying ourselves, even if it's for a good cause. And I can think of several diets that I've heard my clients tell me before they started working with me that they said, oh, I lost 20 or 30 pounds on fill in the blank diet. And I said, well, great. How did it hold? How did it go? And I was like, well, once I started eating, I couldn't sustain it and I gained all the weight plus back. So a diet that includes a variety of nutrients is more sustainable and better for long-term health and weight management if you are looking for losing weight, gaining weight, maintaining weight, because not everybody wants to lose weight. So stop the restrictive diets. And I know every January they're out there like the pest. So Stop it. Here's my resource, intermittent fasting versus other diets. I put a link in the show notes for you to evaluate for yourself because you're a smart woman in midlife. You can make choices and see if those might work for you or not. Then let's dive a little bit into exercises and let's get real here. Starting with exercises that are way too hard can feel like a huge, enormous task. It can be discouraging and even risky. You want to avoid ending up being exhausted and even sometimes injured. So that's not the way to go. Sustainable fitness is all about taking one step at a time. Begin with what you can handle and then gradually crank up the intensity. It's walk around the block once. Great. Walk around the block one and a half times. Great. And using those baby steps to reach your health goals. And I just use walking as an example because many women love to walk, including myself. I love hiking and walking since also I can't run anymore, but that's beside the point. So we do not need any superhero moves to get fit and sustain it. It is Understanding and avoiding those common pitfalls that I mentioned earlier is crucial for developing a sustainable and effective health and fitness routine. It's about finding balance and what works for our bodies, making sure that we enjoy the journey. Yeah, it's got to be fun. 
and it's lasting, it's sustainable. Because what's the point? If we do something for two, three weeks, uh, we stop too soon, we make it hard, our body hurts, we're hating the whole thing, and we're thinking, it's, it's actually confirmed that, oh, my body really hurt, this was not fun. Oh, Pilat, um, intermittent fasting, oh, I told you it was a starvation diet. Oh yeah, and those restrictive diets, I knew there was a caveat to that. And let's move on to the six things you want to double down on for your midlife wellness. You know, fitness, nutrition, and health doesn't have to be complicated, but we get bombarded by so much information that we don't know sometimes what to do or what not to do. Every day, it's a new approach, a new diet, a new exercise, and it's so confusing. When I started way back when, when my kids were born, and you may have heard that story already, I had gained 50 pounds through my pregnancy and I had no clue how to lose all that weight. And a girlfriend or a friend of mine back at the time who also had a little son, she said, come on, let's go to the local YMCA and let's take some dance classes because we both love to dance. And this would be great exercise and they do some tummy work as well. And so I went to the class and uh, you may have heard that already, but I loved the class. I just fell in love with the whole dancer size as we called it back then. And then they had light weights that we had and we brought our own weights. So you had like three or five pound weights. And we also had a mat that we brought and that was basically it. And the teacher was teaching to music and we got our strength in with, with our weights. We did some dancer size moves and we did tummy work as they promised of core exercises as it's called now. And it was a blast and I didn't know anything about it. So I trusted the process that this is good for me because it was fun. And fun is something that I want to encourage you to, to look for when you choose what it is you're doing for this new year and what to keep and what to let go of. It has to be fun. Can it be hard sometimes? Can you be sore at times? Absolutely. But it has to be fun and enjoyable for you to continue it for a, a lifetime and, and keep it way beyond midlife or you know, the end of your days. So you will have something that you say, oh, I love doing that today. Like I love going outside. Anything related to going outside is in Heike's wheelhouse. I do my Pilates indoors and my strength training, but I go out bike, I walk, I hike. And if the pool's open in the summer, I go swimming outside. Outside is Heike's jam. But let's dive into the six things to double down on for your midlife wellness. And number one is simplify your health goals to be successful. One of the most effective strategies in any health journey is to start slow, baby steps, as I always say, and take those small steps. This uh, approach allows you to gradually create a process that is sustainable and reduces the risk of feeling overwhelmed or burned out. How many times can you imagine that, or you may imagine that you've been to a class and you say, God, if I have to go to this class again, I'm just going to throw up. But we don't want that. When we break down our goals into smaller, way manageable tasks, each step 
becomes achievable and so less daunting. For example, let's talk about exercise. Instead of committing to an hour of intense workout daily, start with something as simple as a 15-minute walk, a one-arm routine, one Pilates move, whatever you can think of is the smallest denominator. The smaller, the better. And for those of you seasoned exercisers, everybody starts somewhere. If you have a routine that you love, do it. But there's many people who have are scared to exercise because it feels daunting. Once this becomes a comfortable part of your daily routine, then you increase the duration, make it harder, start to jog, add weights, or whatever it is that you feel is most appropriate with that. So over time, these small increments will build up and significantly enhance your fitness level without the strain of drastic changes. This way helps helps you be more consistent and with your consistency and encourages a positive relationship with exercise. Not a, oh God, I hate this one. I don't want to do this. And what you love to do, you do more of. And it makes it part of your lifestyle and you enjoy it and have a great day and maybe invite some of your friends or your partner as well. And number two is focusing on one thing at a time. And that was on the number three list is doing too much too soon. This year, think about it that way. You want to do one thing to start with. Concentrate on one aspect that is takes the least time, but is incredibly effective. For instance, if you're new to exercising, simply focus on establishing a workout routine. I walk once a week, or I bike. I like biking, so let's stick with biking. By, by dedicating your efforts to this one activity, you allow yourself to develop proficiency and loving it, significantly boosting the likelihood of making it a lasting habit. Remember, I like it. It makes me feel good. I want to do more of it. And once cycling becomes part of your routine, Consider incorporating other elements. May I recommend Pilates or strength training? And that way you add one element at a time, not all of them at once. And now on to number three of the six ways I want you to double down on in your midlife wellness. And number three is maintaining a positive attitude or a mindset. A positive mindset is pivotal in achieving your health and fitness goals. Let's start with mindfulness. I'm a mindset coach, but mindfulness and mindset go hand in hand. And yesterday I was asked during a podcast interview where the host asked me, what is a mindset? What is a mindset coach? And so we hear the word, let's start with mindfulness. We often hear, but we don't really know what it means, especially for us women in midlife. So let's unpack this together. Mindfulness is about being fully present in the moment. It's about being aware of your thoughts, feelings, bodily sensations without getting caught up in them. Think of it as a turning on your internal personal radio and where you broadcast what's happening to you right here and right now. 
Hey, it's Heike. I want to jump in and tell you about a program I'm offering. If you're ready to take control of your life and feel vibrant again, then the Pursue Your Spark Blueprint is for you. It's an eight-week online group coaching program for women in midlife. On this life-changing journey, you'll start a healthy intermittent fasting routine, lose body fat, improve gut health, and boost your energy. And boy, will you feel stronger after the course. With our course, you won't feel like you need to start over each time life gets in the way. Our tailored Pilates and strength training exercises combined with a built-in accountability system will make sure that you build lasting and consistent habits. We're not just about physical transformation. We're here to help you build a confident mindset to make guilt-free, smart health choices. Imagine going mountain biking or fitting into last year's clothing without a hitch. That's the energy and vitality, the Pursue Your Spark blueprint brings. Ready to prioritize your health? Click the link in the show notes to apply. It's time to invest in yourself because you are worth it. Let's take, for instance, Pilates. Pilates is a mind-body exercise. Imagine you are in the middle of a Pilates session. You may have been taking Pilates or you may have not. Just imagine you're in any class that you love doing. By being mindful, you're not just going through the motions. Like I say, don't just do Pilates, practice Pilates. You're also developing a deep connection with each movement, understanding how your body feels, how your muscles stretch, how your breath sinks with each pose. So it's the inhale, the arms lift, exhale, the arms push down, or breathing into the lower abdominals or breathing into the rib cage. This heightened awareness not only enhances your workout, but it helps prevent injuries as well. You're paying attention. It's it's about honoring your body's ability and limits. And another thought came to mind for this example, aside from Pilates, is running. And I used to run. This was really to clear my mind. I ran to clear my mind. If I was stressed, I went for a run. If I had something to think through, I went for a run. And the breath through the running or even the walking, the hiking, you focus nothing else but your breath, one foot in front of the other. And somehow by the end of the run, I would always have a solution. The problems were solved and, and I was not angry or upset or frustrated anymore. Now let's pivot this to nutrition. Mindful eating as we practice in intermittent fasting, it's a def, a really transformative approach. It's not about strict diets or restrictions. Instead, it's about truly experiencing your food, eating slowly, savoring each flavor, and listening to your hunger cues. It's a celebration of food, if you ask me, when you're fully present, enjoying every bite, which can lead to better digestion, less bloating, and more satisfaction with the foods you eat. Super important when we practice intermittent fasting is that mindful strategy while eating. Now, we don't have to be perfect with this. And again, yesterday I talked to somebody and we talked about this mindful bit with with eating. And she said, well, you know, I eat my food, but I read a book while I'm eating. 
And this is not really being mindful and present when I'm for my food. And I gave it a little thought and I said, you know what? In its pure essence, it's not. But what did it do? It made you happy. You relaxed. You still enjoyed your food and you enjoyed a lovely book that you wanted to read. It was me time. It was self-care. So we need to be a bit more flexible when it comes to all these principles that we keep in mind, including mindfulness. So let's take this and let's talk about stress. Mindfulness cannot be addressed without the aspect of stress reduction. In our busy lives, stress sneaks up everywhere, impacting our weight, sleep, and overall well-being. Simple uh, mindfulness techniques like deep breathing or a five-minute meditation, if you like to meditate, or you do a walk, a run, which I also consider a meditation, can be a powerful tool to manage stress. It's like hitting the pause button on life's chaos, giving yourself a moment of peace and clarity. And let's also apply mindfulness to the key of forming healthy habits. So healthy habits and mindfulness go hand in hand. It's not just about setting goals. It's good to have a goal. It's good to have a dream, but it's about being aware of your daily choices, recognizing what triggers unhealthy habits and consistently steer towards better, healthier habits. It's about making mindful decisions that align with our health and wellness goals. And in the future, you can look forward to another episode coming your way that is dealing specifically with that mindfulness as it aligns with our health and wellness goals in specific. Now, it's incredible. Here's a a success story, right? So here it is. I have a client who came to me for a Pilates. And all she wanted to do is get stronger. And she said, well, I need to lose some weight too. I sort of, I don't know, I want to lose some weight and I don't feel like I'm in shape. But my most important thing is I want to get stronger. I want to have a stronger back and I want to be able to move better. So we started our Pilates sessions. We did a combination out of Pilates mat and reformer and Cadillac and ball and weights. I like to change things up. I always feel that um, there's so much variety in all of our exercises that add a little bit of weight to Pilates and a little ball to Pilates. And, you know, I love Pilates on the ball and I developed it also as a program in the 2000s. But so we started working out. And I didn't notice anything at first. She looked the same. She felt stronger. She did her homework. I gave her homework to do. And then suddenly she said, you know what? I'm starting to lose weight even without trying. I was really curious how that would happen. And she said, I noticed mindfulness. I noticed that my husband always gets the M&Ms out and we watch TV together and the bowl of M&Ms sits between the two of us. I realized that I really don't want the M&Ms and I just eat out of companionship, mindfulness. So I decided, why am I doing this to myself, self-care, where 
I eat stuff that I don't want to eat. And over the course of months, and I don't remember, was six, eight months, or let's say a year to, she lost 20 pounds without even trying. She felt stronger than ever. She came to Pilates once a week. She did her homework two or three times a week. And mind you, the homework was nothing difficult. It was a 10-minute workout at the most 15 minutes, just like we uh, do in the Pursue Your Spark Blueprint. Nothing more than 10, 15 minutes. But she stuck to it and she stuck it out. And what changed her approach, I got stronger. I got more mindful. I paid attention to the things that are good for me instead of doing the things that I don't care about. I was really, really proud of herself and so was she. So let's try a quick mindful exercise together. So wherever you are, take a deep breath. Do not close your eyes because if you may be driving, you can do this too. Take a deep breath in. Hold it and let it out slowly. Focus on the sensation of the air moving through your nose, your chest rising and falling. Let's do this again. Notice all the sensations. How strong is your breath? Let's do one more. This simple act of mindful breathing can bring a sense of calm, stress reduction in a very hectic day. Number four is setting realistic goals. Setting realistic goals and expectations is critical to the success of your fitness and nutrition strategy. For example, if you want to eat healthier, wait to overhaul your diet completely overnight from one day to the next. Start with baby steps with simple, achievable changes. For instance, the vegetable I mentioned earlier, eat one vegetable with each meal. I also love the example of eating protein with every meal. You need to understand that changing habits, nutrition or exercise habits, takes time to evolve. And it, you have to set a realistic time frame and reduce the pressure on yourself with less perfectionism, with less, I feel guilty I didn't follow that diet or I didn't do the exercise program, although I said I wanted to do it. Make the journey towards a healthier eating and exercising more attainable and again, less daunting. I want you to feel happy and confident and ready to achieve those things in your healthy midlife instead of saying, ah, I'm a failure again. Oh, I feel guilty because I didn't stick to the plan. I want to introduce you to Jane, my friend Jane. She decided to prioritize her health by improving her eating habits. Jane had been used to a diet high in processed foods, her favorite things, no, it was not the donut. Her favorite thing was fried chicken. And 
had been eating fast foods for many years. She realized that she needed to change, but also understood that completely changing her diet overnight is challenging and way too overwhelming. So she set realistic expectations. She decided to incorporate more vegetables. Who doesn't want to eat more vegetables in her daily meals? Instead of trying to cut out all unhealthy foods instantly, she started small. For instance, for breakfast, she added spinach to her morning omelet. At lunch, she included a side salad with her sandwich. And for dinner, she made sure to have a large portion of steamed broccoli or carrots, which carrots were her favorites or are her favorites, alongside the main course of whatever it is that she was serving. Even if it was fried chicken and french fries, there was the vegetable. That was the plan. So by setting these achievable goals, Jane did not feel overwhelmed or pressured for overhauling all her eating habits. She understood that her long-standing eating patterns would only change after a while. You know, if you raised on fatty foods, which a lot of people, I mean, I'm 62, we have been raised on fatty foods in Germany. We were raised on meat and potatoes and lots of it. Um, it's hard to deal with this mem these memories and these habits that have so been so imprinted on us and it takes time but this slow and gradual approach towards a healthier diet without feeling deprived or stressed is so it, Jane's story is such a good example because it's not the all or nothing it is one step at a time so we just talked about setting realistic expectations let's talk about realistic goals for your long-term success. Imagine that your journey, your health journey is a lifelong commitment, not a six-week course or a four-week, or let's not say a four-week, but a, a six-day challenge. It's more like, and I'm into plants today, it seems, because before I had the flower, and I'm thinking of the tree. If you plant a tree, it doesn't grow overnight. It's a little bitty tree and needs water and love and talking to. <laughs> but as the years pass, the tree becomes significantly stronger and becomes part of the landscape. Think of it as habit. The same goes for fitness, especially or anything. Let's keep fitness. Uh, let's like, let's look at strength training. I'm getting super excited about this too. Uh, you might notice or you might not notice any remarkable difference when you start lifting weights and strength training in the early weeks. And that is totally normal because you may feel stiff as the muscle mass breaks down because you're lifting weights and you say, oh, you know, I don't see anything yet. So you may flex your arms and you wait and say, okay, you know, at some point it will happen. But if you stick with it over months and even years, you'll start to see those changes become evident and substantial. The mindset shift is about realizing that quick fixes won't lead to lasting health. Instead, you're laying the foundation for a lifetime full of vitality and strength. And I did not pick up weights until I went to that class I told you earlier about. I never picked, I never thought of picking up weights. And then if you've been following my journey, I became a bodybuilder. I was like, who thought that I could lift so much weight? Not that I encourage you to become a bodybuilder, but 
just as an idea. And I could put on as much muscle mass as I could as a woman. We tend to not be as bulky as men, but that was, I was on a trip of bodybuilding. So I decided this is where I'm going to go, but it took time. And I competed in bodybuilding competitions for three years and it was work to put all these muscles on. But for the average woman that wants to just not just, but wants to stay strong and healthy, you don't need to think bodybuilding, but you need to think consistently. I need to do my strength training. I need to do my Pilates. And I have another great resource for you, the three ways to recapture your health and thrive. This was an episode I did not too long ago, and it really resonated with so many of you. And it fit perfectly in with today's episode. And I will leave a link in the show notes for you as well. And finally, number six, adopting sustainable, that's the key word, lifestyle changes. Creating a sustainable and healthy lifestyle in midlife is about making choices that seamlessly blend into your daily routine, blending, not disrupting. That's a big one. Imagine, for instance, you're not a morning person and a 5 a.m. workout feels like torture. That's okay. Find a workout time that suits your natural rhythm, whether it's during lunch break or in the evening or in the afternoon. Anything goes. There's no rules of when you should work out, although some people have a distinct opinion about this, but you work out whenever you work out. Uh, Same with, with strict diets. Strict diets make us miserable. They shift our focus away from balanced and moderate eating about sustainable lifestyle, about uh, a variety of nutrient-rich foods, and instead rigidly cutting calories. And this approach is a game changer when you adopt sustainable health choices for your midlife. The secret really lies in discovering what works for you and effortlessly integrate health and fitness into your daily life in making it a part of who you are. Make it part of your DNA. It's It takes time. And in this episode, we talk about the six ways to double down on and three to let go of. And when you think about those steps and you incorporate those steps and you say, you know what, mindfulness is really what is the overarching theme in all of this? Do I pay attention? Then you can make those sustainable lifestyle changes. So here, there you have it. And that wraps up our episode on the six ways to double down on your midlife wellness. I hope you feel inspired to make those smart, impactful changes in your wellness and health. Remember, it's not about adopting new strategies. It's also important to let go of what's holding you back. And as we close this episode, I want to remind you that every small step you take is a victory on its own. Your journey to wellness is unique and it's all about finding what works best for you. Don't be too hard on yourself celebrating your success, no matter how small it may seem. The mindset shift is about realizing that quick fixes won't lead to lasting health. Instead, you're laying the foundation to longer, healthier habits that serve your health and your happiness 
in midlife. And I'd love to work together with you. Would you like to connect with me through one-on-one -on -one coaching or through one of my groups? If so, visit my work with me page and submit an application today. There will be a link in the show notes for you to get to the work with me page. And it was lovely having you here with that, my friends. I'm out of here. Have an amazing day. Ciao.